0: And I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids. And how are you? I'm very pleased because we can announce not one, but two Super Great Kids events, which are taking place this summer. The first is on April the 29th in Isha in Surrey in the UK. And the second is at a storytelling festival called Stealing Thunder in the Lake District in the UK. And that's on the weekend of June the 2nd. Ooh, live storytelling here we come. And good news for all our fans around the world, we're going to film our live show so you can buy it online and watch it in your homes. The story this week is told by Rachel Murray. It's a how and why tale from India. Before we hear Rachel's story, Can you have a think about any other how and why stories you've heard on our podcast? You know the kind of stories, the ones which explain why something is the way it is. I'll give you a little clue to get you started. There's the story about why evergreen trees keep their leaves in winter. And there's another story from the Amazon about why some snakes are poisonous and others are not. Told by Toop. Can you remember that one? See if you can decide which is your favourite how and why story while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. I wonder which stories you remembered. Well, there's Grandma Spider Brings the Sun and Why the Whale Has a Sad Song and how the elephant got its trunk, and plenty more. So many good stories. Did you decide your favourite? The story which Rachel is going to tell you today is called The Tiger's Tale, and it's from India. Are you ready? Let's give a warm welcome to the one and only Rachel Murray. Hey up,
1: super great kids. It's Rachel here. Oh. Now, I've got a story today about a tiger. Hmm, I wonder what you know about tigers. When I ask people this, people say, oh, tigers are stripy, which they are. Tigers are fierce, which they are. But not many of them say that tiger likes to cook his food. But let me tell you this. Once upon a time, Tiger only ate his food cooked. He was stripy and he was fierce and he loved his food cooked and he would cook it over the fire. But one day, the fire went out. Now, (laughs) This was a problem because Tiger didn't have any matches or a lighter and and Tiger didn't know how to light a fire. Once you got a fire going, you had to keep it going and he always had. But now the fire had gone out. But he did know somebody who did have fire and that was man. So Tiger went along to the man village. And Tiger walked into the man village to ask if he could have some fire. But can you imagine what would happen if a tiger walked into your village? Do you think everyone would go, oh, look, there's a tiger. Should we ask him what he wants? No, I'll tell you what happened. The tiger walked into the village and everybody went, ah, there's a tiger. And they all ran away into their huts and closed the doors. Oh. So Tiger left. And he thought, well, what am I going to do? I still need fire. And he thought, I know what I'll do. Because his nephew was a very young tiger. He was a little teeny tiny tiger cub. And he was fluffy and beautiful and sweet. And if the tiger cub went into the village, nobody would think, ah, there's a scary tiger. They'd think, Oh, look at the little fluffy tiger cub. He would send his nephew. So, Tiger went to see his nephew. He said, I have a job for you, and it is an important job. And, little Tiger cub looked up and went, oh, I can do that. He hadn't really been anywhere at all. He was very excited about an adventure. Well, This is what I want you to do, said Tiger. I need you to go to the man village and I need you to get fire from man and bring it back to me. Can you do that? (gasps) Yes, 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 said Tiger Cub, who was so excited. I can do that. I go to the man village. I get fire. I bring it back. Yes, yes, yes. So off went Tiger Cub. That was a long way to the man village, especially if you're a teeny tiny tiger cub. And little teeny tiny tiger cub's legs oh, well, it was such a long way. And his legs already started aching. He hadn't gone very far at all. And then he heard a noise up in the tree, and the noise went. And he looked up, and do you know what was in the tree? It was a monkey. And monkey looked down at little teeny tiny tiger cub. And laughed to see this little child out on its own. And Monkey started to throw things down at the tiger cub. And tiger cub jumped backwards and forwards to avoid them. And Oh, but laughed. He thought Monkey was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. And when he'd finished laughing, he picked himself up and he carried on his way. Well, he hadn't gone very far at all before he came to the river and there at the river there were some creatures with huge long snouts and they opened up huge jaws and inside there were rows and rows of sharp shiny teeth and the creatures were long and scaly with a big long tail and they looked at little teeny tiny tiger cub and licked their lips. <gasps> Do you know what they were? Crocodiles. <gasps> A little teeny tiny tiger cub went, Aah! and ran away as quick as his little teeny tiny legs would carry him. Well, he made his way through the jungle, marvelling at all the things around him, at the beautiful butterflies that danced, and the birds that called, and <gasps> his heart and his eyes were full of wonder. And when he arrived at the man village, his legs ached and he was hungry and he was thirsty and he was tired. He was so tired. And he'd forgotten why he was there. Well, he walked into the man village and, as predicted by Tiger, the people turned around and looked and went, Oh, look at the little teeny tiny Tiger cub! Isn't he so soft and fluffy and beautiful? what do you want? And Tiger Cub looked and said, well, my uncle sent me to fetch something, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, and a boy stepped forward. He said, well, maybe, he said, you were sent to fetch a bowl of milk. And he put a bowl of milk on the floor and little teeny tiny Tiger Cub went and (coughs) lapped up all the milk. No, said the Cub. It wasn't milk that my uncle sent me for. And the girl stepped forward and said, well, maybe your uncle sent you for a flippy, flappy, floppy fish to eat. And she gave it to the little teeny tiny tiger cub who opened up his mouth and gobbled it up. No, it wasn't a flippy, flappy, floppy fish that my uncle sent me for. Then an old woman stepped forward and she said, maybe, she said, your uncle sent you for a comb. And she picked up the tiger cup and she started to stroke him and comb his fur. And the tiger cup, ooh, thought that was lovely. But no, that was not what his uncle had sent him for. Hmm. And then a woman stepped forward and she said, maybe your uncle sent you for a cushion. And she put the tiger cub on a very beautiful soft cushion and she took him inside her hut and settled him on the floor. And the tiger cub, so tired from all his adventures, fell fast asleep. Well, outside the man village, Tiger was waiting "'for his nephew to return with fire. "'Where was he? "'He paced up and down and up and down all day "'and the sun set over the horizon a darkness fell across the village "'and Tiger knew now that he could slink "'into the village unseen to find out what had happened. "'And slink he did into the village And around a big fire in the centre of the village where the people were all sat around as they did every evening, sharing stories and songs and news of the day. And the news of that day was all about the teeny tiny tiger cub who'd come to visit. And a boy stepped forward, he said, I gave the tiger cub a bowl of milk and he lapped it all up. And a girl said, I gave the tiger cub a flippy flappy floppy fish and he gobbled it all up. And an old woman said, I combed the tiger cub with a fine comb and he loved it. And then a woman said, and I put the tiger cub on a cushion and put him in my hut and he's there now. So Tiger went along to hut the woman had pointed at, and he put his great paws on the windowsill and pulled himself up and looked in through the window, and there in the hut was a fire, and the fire was blazing beautifully, and by the fire there was a cushion, and on the cushion there was the tiger cub curled up fast asleep, and tiger said, tiger cub, you have drunk the milk, you have eaten the flippy-flappy-floppy fish. You have been combed, and you are asleep by a fire on a cushion. You are no longer a tiger. You are a cat. But at that moment, the little teeny-tiny tiger cub's eyes opened, and he looked at the fire and went, Fire! That's what my uncle wanted. Oh, I'll take it to him tomorrow. And he got up and turned himself around and laid back down and went back to sleep. But he never did go back to his uncle. He forgot the next day and Tiger Cub stayed in the village and drank milk and ate fish and was combed and slept on a cushion by the fire because Tiger Cub was now a cat And that is why Tiger always eats his food raw. And that is why cats came to live with people.
0: Aha! I wonder if you have a cat at home and if it looks a little bit like a tiger. Thank you very much to Rachel for sharing that tale with us. Poor old tiger, having to eat his food raw. I'm not sure I'd like that much, would you? Especially since tigers only eat meat, raw meat, no thanks. Now, here's a fact you might not know about tigers. Their mothers give their cubs swimming lessons. And that makes them very good swimmers, so no animal is safe from a hunting tiger, even if they're hiding in the water more surprising tiger facts in our owlet letter this week for all you subscriber owlets now to dig deep into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some of you who've been supporting our podcast thank you to mazzy and traeger for supporting us on Kofi. that's very kind of you and hoo-hoo! And thank you to super fans Elizabeth and Finn in New York, who have supported us for a very long time. Now, lots of you've been sending in amazing pictures inspired by our stories. We just love seeing them and all the different ways you imagine the characters as you listen. So here's a thank you to some of you. Seven-year-old Griffin sent in an amazing drawing of the Hat Seller and the Monkeys. I love the way you've drawn all the mischievous monkeys dancing around in the branches, parading their broad-brimmed hats. And I love the hat seller who's shaking his fists at the monkeys in frustration. It's super great. Thank you, Griffin. That is a fun story, isn't it? And hello to fans Sophia, who is 10, and Edward, who is 6, from Connecticut in the US. Sophia has drawn a remarkable picture of Gulbahar, the Persian version of the Rapunzel story. Your drawing is just amazing, Sophia. What a skill you have there. I love Gulbahar's long hair snaking down the tower in a plait or braid and the texture of the tall stone tower. And the witch hunched over and flying up to the window on her broom. Really clever. Thanks for sharing this. And ten-year-old Cruz from Bend in Oregon in the US has sent us a marvellous picture of the Four Dragons story from China. I can see that you love dragons, Cruz, and I particularly like the way you've drawn their wings, all leathery and light. They look very flexible and aerodynamic. I'd love to see your dragons actually flying for real. Thank you. And thanks to Juliet, who is nine, and Louise, who is six, who are living in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. They sent two lovely pictures of the elephant and the gardener. I really like your elephants with their ears flapping as they fly up to the land in the sky in search of giant strawberries. And I like the way you've drawn Marley and the villagers, all holding on tightly to the elephant's tail as they fly past rainbows, clouds and sunshine, but sadly never quite reaching the delicious strawberries. Thanks for sharing your pictures and thank you all. If you'd like to see those pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. That's all for now. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon! This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.